are. Hidden Pros Podcast. Welcome, George. How we doing, Emmy? We're wonderful. All right. We are Christmas edition. We are festive in the Christmas household of... It's not even Thanksgiving yet, but it's Christmas edition. Yes. Christmas edition pre-Thanksgiving in the house of Claire. So thank you, Claire, for all of that stuff. So uh, we are... This is week 11. We're coming up on our 10th game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Niners came out of their bye week, rested and hungry. They traveled all the way to Florida to visit the Jaguars, who are riding a five-game win streak, and we're also coming off of their own bye week. Land of the Bosas. The land of the Bosas. What we thought would be a battle, Battle Royale, mm-hmm. turned into a Niner cruise ship ride. Oh, wow. As the defense dominated with five sacks, welcome to Chase Young, and came up with four turnovers. Offense also got back on track with QB Brock Purdy, looking great once again, and all of the supporting crew chipping in, resulting in a very comfortable... 34 to 3 victory. Wow. Now we're back at home prepping for the 4 and 5 Buccaneers mm. Battle of the Bay, they call it. Ooh. Tampa Bay. Okay, anyway. Tampa Bay. All right. Who had lost four in a row, but last week squeaked out a tough 20 to 6 victory over the hapless Titans. So here we are. All right, George. Congratulations. Jaguar oh. victory. So thank you. All right, we're down to Florida. We went through, uh, yeah, 34 to 3. Now six and three, tied with Seattle for first place in the NFC West. Talk to us about that victory, George. How was the game, and how did that feel to get that losing streak off your back? Uh, let's see. Well, going into the bye week um, with a loss, especially like on a losing streak, never fun. That uh, that sourness, that toxicity, it lingers for a while, and it's like one of the only things that you can think about. And fortunately for me, I had um, an opportunity to go away hang out with my wife just one-on-one and uh, was able to let it all flush out, restart a little bit, and get ready to go again, take a deep breath, and realize that the season still still a lot to come. So that was great. Getting that dub uh, was fantastic, especially because um, our punter played really well. Our kicker got played really well despite getting iced twice, one by the other team and one by the TV commercials. That was crazy. Um, Which the double timeout now is the, the, the opposing team can't do that. No, you it wasn't them. I know. That's what I'm they saying. They called a timeout and then they went to commercial. And so then we were about to kick and they're like, wait, wait, wait no, timeout again. Just kidding. See, that should be violent. They should find the network for that. I agree. The, that's see, awful. network. Network. network getting fined. That's, That's tough for like you to guys. See. We have some network. People yeah, we'll there. figure. Get the dough out. Where's the dough? That's network. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Right. Anyways, um, but besides that, our defense played really well. A lot of turnovers, a lot of sacks. You got to see Chase Young, Nick Bosa on the edges. That was really fun. But you really saw not just because of those two, but you really saw our interior defense line played at a really, really high level as well. Eric and Hargrave did a great job. Um, Kenla did a great job. Givens did a great job. Our guys were rolling there in the interior. Yep, I'm talking about defense. I'm talking about the defense. It's okay. Do you need Mike? I'm at. Debo is back. He was back. She's Emma. Emma likes watching Debo run with the ball. Um, yes, well, offensively we were able to get does. Debo and Trent Williams back. Um, both superstar players. Um, both with um, very awesome personalities um, that are like you know bring a lot of energy to our team, especially on game days. The, uh, like, you know, you watch this come out with the boom box. It's usually Trent and Debo up front. And it, it's kind of d- tough when the boom box guys aren't there for, you know, three games and kind of the guys who tried, you know, brought the energy a little bit, but there's nothing like seeing Trent Williams walk out 
There's yeah. none. It's just nothing like it, man. The silverback, he's just a fear. He's a monster. And so I'm very happy to have him back. And, you know, Debo got his touches, and that's all good for us. And so, yeah, overall, fun win. Uh, can we circle back to the boombox moment for just a moment? Like, mm-hmm. where are you in the line? Um, 50% back. I'm, like, halfway back. I don't. What's your dance moves like? I don't dance. What do you do? I'm in a completely different mind, you're state just, of mind. So yeah, bad. no, I'm, like. My switch is flipped of like violence. Violence. That's where I'm at usually. You still headbutt walls. Allegedly, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I I went I went no, it was not. It was, a, it was college and NFL, but I've I go now find a a door as opposed to a cinder block wall because it, it gives a little bit. Excellent. Yeah, yeah well, the helmets are better now. They are they are better, and the the first hit's always you know the hardest, so we might as well just get out of the way. Mm, tough, tough. Uh, talk to us a little bit about. Well, just I've experienced this, and we were talking about it earlier, and I just think just for people kind of getting a feel for it, when you're riding a three-week or three losses like that. Yes. And you talked about the toxicity of it because it just – it's like it just feeds on itself a little bit. But then with one single win, and this was a big win. I mean, you guys were playing what we thought was going to be a really tough game, travel all the way across. And then tell me about, though, like you guys get back super late or super early morning, right? Like 4 a.m. or whatever it was. From Jacksonville? Yeah. No, we landed like 8 p.m. Oh, great. Yeah. It was 9 p.m. After game. It was yeah. awesome. Okay. But then you guys roll in on, and I know Monday's a pretty low day, but still, yeah. you cruise into the building. The vibes are like, immaculate. Tell us a little bit about how that energetic vibe shift just moves, because it, it's just, a, it's amazing how great it feels all of a sudden. Well, you can ask any of my teammates win or loss i'm riding pretty high regardless like i hate losing it really sucks and it definitely affects a lot of things but um i usually i can flush it pretty quick and i can move on to the next thing um and that's the nice thing about football you know each week you have a new opportunity so if you know this one time is bad hey well what am i going to do to change that outcome and i'm not going to soul can be sad about something and i'm going to acknowledge the things that i could do better at i'm gonna try to get better at those throughout practice I'm going to attack this in a way where I'm going to, you know, try to get a win. And so I'm really pretty good at that. Um, you know, I think our expectations of a team are, you know, to be a very, very good football team and, uh, you know, go to the playoffs, make a statement, win a Super Bowl. Like those are our goals and that's what we want to do. And so when you lose three straight, uh, you know, it's definitely not on your plan, but hey, man, not everything goes according to plan. And, you know, what's football without a little adversity? Um, so, but you show up this Monday after when, I mean, music's playing, guys are having a great time, more interactions. There's still there's a little bit of magic dust. Yeah, there's. I mean, that's what I'm just saying. I mean, I I know that overall everybody tries to do their best. They mm-hmm. come in with a good attitude. They're all professionals. They're working hard, but still, well, people try. There's there's just like an extra ounce of air in the building a little bit. You know what I mean? It just feels good. Yeah, it's it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck to win. Yeah, Wayne's okay. pretty awesome. All right, go ahead. Man. What was the uh, what was the plane ride home like? It was actually really fun. You know, I've you well, you, I've gone on rants before, guys. About I actually get a lot of questions about this. So I go I think on. Lo- people are very curious about your plane rides. I've got I've gone on rants about these plane rides and how I don't really like the pods because they make me feel lonely because no one's very close for me to have a conversation with, and so I get lonely sometimes. Now. I'm in the front pod, which goes down the middle. And so like, there's a little window right here and McCaffrey sits right there and we talk for majority of it or, you know, watch a movie film, whatever it is. But like on the way home, it was fun this week because everyone was kind of up and around having conversations, um, especially too, cause it wasn't like super late at night. So everyone's like, you know, it's like, you're on the planet. What's it like? 
four, uh, what'd it be like five, six o'clock, right? And you're on the plane. So it's like, well, I'm not going to just go to sleep right now. So everyone's kind of active, open, you know, want to have a conversation. And that was really fun. You just get to talk to a bunch of guys, whether it's coaches, players, um, and, you know, and everyone just kind of makes laps. And it's just kind of fun to be in on conversations with, you know, and you never know because you're on a planner, you just have a random conversation with somebody you don't usually talk to and learn a lot about your teammates, which is really fun. So it was a great planner at home for me. Did you finish Loki? I did. Phenomenal. I really enjoyed the last two and a half episodes. That was really well done. Mm. Tom, After our last podcast last week, uh, I got inspired and Cody and I may have binged it in a week. It was, I mean, it's very easy it's to really binge. Fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Very, very fun. Have you fun. watched it? Second season of Loki? We've all binged it. So, and how good was it? That was good. Season two was really good. Your mic's great. Yeah, well, she's not handing me the mic, so she's going to edit me out. But anyway, no, I thought Loki was really good. It was really fun. So if you haven't watched it or something like that, it's the pretty whole Yeah, it was pretty sick. I know at the end, right? Guys. What? People who haven't seen the show that might want to see it, you Watch can't it. talk about the end. Anyway, hey, anyway, spoiler anyway. alert. You can't. Anyay, oh, I got to say that. Perfect. Okay, let's yep. run through a couple things. Okay. Defense was back to Niner ball. They gave up 221 total yards, only 59 yards rushing, 160 yard passing. Totally shut them down that way. Chase Young, Nick, Eric. And I, th I thought the one I really felt was Hargrave. Just seemed like he was back, like in the way that he had. But I thought Eric played really well, and both of the edge guys were really good. So they had five sacks, four turnovers, two interceptions, and two fumbles. So all great. And I just thought they were back to playing Niner ball. I mean, it just felt like, you know, that intensity and – pressure on the quarterback and just getting things done, making tackles and all that stuff. So just, I don't know whether it was the bye week or just being sick of not playing their ball or whatever, but I really, they just felt like they were, had a whole new stride to them. Well, I mean, a week off too definitely gets the batteries rejuvenated. Yeah. If you handle it right. Now that's one rule change I'm going to submit. I think making a team play Monday night and then playing a team that had their two week by their bye, I think that's tough, man. Cause just energetically when we played the Bengals, just felt different, but that's all. I think play. we have either four or five games against team uh, this year against teams coming off a bye. You've had four so far, yeah. So anyway, but I mean, coming off of Calculated. Monday night, anyway. So Kamish, talking to you, but okay. Anyway, then offense regained some form. You already talked about that, um, and you know what it just looked like though. It looked like we were having some fun, which was really cool to see. You know, what I mean, yeah. and the let's just shout out to the Niner Nation just for showing up again like that. Close to six. Niner Empire. Empire. Okay. Yeah. Sixty percent. Raider of the Nation. Seats. Niner Empire. Okay. Trust whatever. me. I got that. All those dudes here. in red, ladies and gentlemen, in red. It was really fun. Anyway, so they had some fun. Four hundred thirty-seven total yards, zero turnovers. Which to me, really, if you want to talk any difference in the game, it was that. Yep. Big one. Brock, two hundred ninety-six yards, nineteen of twenty-six for three TDs and zero ints. Looks super comfortable. Really in control of things. Yep. Made some great plays and that he did. And we're gonna get to your touchdown. That play for me just epitomizes Brock Purdy. Pretty impressive. Do you know what I mean? The pocket's totally collapsing. Yep. And he's looking the dude off. He does a little pump fake because it's not quite ready. And then he gets hit. I mean, the bodies are completely collapsing. And he makes that throw to give you time to make your cut on the man coverage. Yeah, well, so uh, the first read was Brandon. Yeah. And the middle third safety, if he bails, he's ripping it to Brandon no matter what. Brandon breaks, safety crashes, and that's why you saw – like he was he was ripping it yeah and then he caught it i was like oh no well if that guy's gone that means george has a one-on-one -on -one. so he just looked and launched it right i don't know if he even saw me but then like you look at it, you look at the offensive line like i mean mckivitz is as our right tackle is setting vertically to help out um our right guard and 
I had to like widen slip the Sam linebacker on the edge, which I don't know if it was 41 or 44, but then he loops around and full speed just runs right through Colton's chest. And he was able to anchor and strain just long enough to keep him off because like he swipes a hand and he like hits Purdy's left hand as Purdy's throwing the right hand and threw up a, it was close to this. I mean, it was. It was. A, he was on all was three a, sides. It was a hell of a play by everyone involved on offense. It was all there. But what I was saying about Brock, though, is just that his willingness to stand in there, pressure's coming, and he's you know people are. I mean, he's getting contact, and he shoots that down to you in a way that like, he, and he wasn't even like set. You know, what I mean, he's like no, he's just he's just launching. He's just launching it. So anyway, yeah. So that I just thought he's just so good under pressure that way. So anyway, all right. CMC ninety-five yards rushing, six of uh, ten receiving for forty-seven yards total, one hundred forty-two yards, but no touchdown. So we broke the streak. So that's you know, what we talked about in the team meeting is that Juice is just selfish for that last touchdown. He caught it at the one-yard line. Yeah, should have just taken a knee. That's tough for Christian. For Christian, like, why would you not be thinking about that? Yeah, like. But you know what? The thing we have learned about Juice is he's a he always takes the money, no matter what it is, no matter whose lives are at stake. He's taking the money, right? So, so if he's a survivor, is. and like everybody has to pull on something, but there's a case of money, or he'll take the he's money. The guy that's going to run everyone, over and everyone spread. else, everyone else will fall <laughs> into the ocean, and he'll take the money. The Juice. Okay. Anyway, guys, love you, Juice. Other Niners. Let's talk about your touchdown, brother. We talked about Brock Purdy in it. Let's talk about you kind of waltzing into the end zone. Yeah. Dragging the toes. I was. I was. I was. Yeah, I had a great time. It was great. It was really fun. It was great. Uh, you made it last for the fans. Like for us watching, you made it last. And I really appreciate that because sometimes it's just over. It's like done. Well, is- yeah. You know, that's a, that is a route that I've been running for since like I want to say 2019 maybe. And like I've caught that pass before, like maybe two to four times, never scored on it. Um, and because this season it, you have no, not this season, just over the, in the last four years. But usually there's like a safety that's running over the top that tackles. Like he helps the corner tackle me, and it's just like shoot because like I promise you guys in practice we run it like three days a week, and I definitely score at least one of the times a week we've gotten really good at it and especially if like there's no safety help over top and it's man coverage and you know you're um no i gotta go against a linebacker i need to win those and just to get the opportunity from brock and for it to develop in the way that it did to catch that have him fall i did look both ways before crossing before walking i looked over my right shoulder he was on the ground looked over my left shoulder and it was within 30 yards and so yes i took my sweet time getting into the end zone and I thoroughly enjoyed walking. That was the first for me. Did you get some grief? No, none actually. No, when yeah, we get when, okay. when we get to our ball security meeting, <laughs> um, they'll talk to me about that one probably. What will they say? What will they say? Oh, hey, Georgia! You know, there's clips out there, and that you know what is actually they showed someone running with the ball. I think it might have been Ayuk, and he was had the ball in one hand, or his Purdy who had the ball in one hand while he was scrambling, and so then our uh, the ball father. Coach Shorenson, um, he showed up all these clips of guys running with the ball in their palm and knocking it off their legs and fumbling it. So now, granted, I had the ball higher, and I was gripping the hell out of that ball with brand new gloves that I'd just gotten at halftime. So it wasn't going anywhere, but I probably won't do that one again. That's okay. What's, what's impossible? Well, um, 
Actually, we have some Ask George and Football 101 questions that are kind of about this. And uh, Todd Mitchell. Hi, Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Todd. The first one where IU scored and you almost got a first touchdown. Yep. Was that like a miscommunication? Between who and who? Uh, on the first touchdown to IU, it looks like Brock was pointing him to go to the left post. Okay. Was there a miscommunication on that? Because it did look like the A2, A-I-I-T-2. Is that a football? Well, I'll just explain the play. So it's a it's a play after it's a keeper. Sorry, Todd, I'm butchering your question. It's a keeper out to the left. Brock's rolling out left. I'm on the right side, and I have a low cross, which is 12 to 14 yards on an angle. And I think we're at the 20 yard line. So I'm running, and when I get over there, Ayuk is at the top of his corner route, which is supposed to go to about halfway in the end zone. And he had was at the top of his route. And I felt that, so I thought I was about to flatten, and Brock was doing some crazy things with his eyes, like looking this way while pointing that way. I misinterpreted, and I, as yes, I should have kept running. I thought Ayuk was going to be in that corner, and I didn't even have an idea that Ayuk was behind me. And so when Brock threw it, and it was, I was like, oh, that's a little high for me. And the guy was on my back. I was like, I don't really have a chance right here. Please, someone be behind me. And Ayuk just had me behind me. So was it a miscommunication? Um... No, I just should have kept running, and I would have had an easy touchdown in the back of the end zone. But, you know, we like to be dramatic sometimes. Something I've learned. Something we've learned. Okay. I like it. Well, either way, it was good. Nice to see him get a score as well. So I know. Okay, let's see. Do you also know that the Niners are undefeated in games that George and Juice score touchdowns? I didn't know that. Yep, Dallas and Jacksonville, undefeated. Two games? Yep. It's one been two games. Yep. Ever? Well, this this season. Oh, this season, dude. Your expectations are so. I'm going through games. I'm like, I'm wait a minute. What about? Okay, all right. Just this year, man. All right, let's talk about O line. Relax, dude. All right, so offensive line. They've been under a little bit of uh, critique here and there, and it was hard. Are they on? Well, I mean, not terrible. Well, I don't read anything. So, like, I'm in the dark. I mean, this week they gave up two sacks. But this week, yeah. But overall, I thought protection was. I mean, pretty. One of the sacks could have been not their fault, and the other sack, I don't know. They were both kind of at the end, like. Right. I the sack happens five seconds in. That's either really good coverage or someone's got to get open. I'm with you. They weren't like somebody just totally whiffed. Yeah. That was great. And you didn't see very – I mean, you didn't really see that. Brock under, like, immediate pressure that way. So that was all really mm-hmm. good. Plus, the great thing was, came out of there with 144 yards rushing, which – That is good. That's pretty good. We ran outside zone very well. Yeah. Can I can I give you a fun tidbit on this game? Yes. Yeah. This is the first game in my career I didn't have. I was on the front side of an outside zone. Whole game, not a single rep. Oh, that's great. I was so angry. Oh. Well, I like being the tip of the spear. I know that, but it's fun. Stat breaker. Yeah, stat I was breaker, mad. I was mad. Breaker. I was mad at my tight ends coach. Can you uh, football one on one this for us for those who haven't played the position? Yeah, sure. Um, just running outside zone at the tight end, like so instead of like Trent Williams being the lead blocker. And like there's, and I'm on the backside, and so it's running to the left, and I'm on the right side. So that means I'm cutting somebody off, which I will happily do. You can cut sometimes. You see tight ends cut on the backside. You can dig them out, kick them out. Or um, when you're on the front side, so like I'm standing next to Trent Williams, and then we run to the left, or you see like those plays where Kyle Yushek motions over, and then me and him are blocking the edge defender on the left side. That's being like the tip of the spear. Like I'm the front of the run play, and I like doing that. It's fun, um, it's physical, and 
there's less like traffic. Like when you're on the backside, your feet get tangled up. You fall down. Sometimes guys are falling, but when you're at the front and you can make a gap, it's kind of nice. It's actually very nice. So that was the first time I could have been on the front seven outside zone. You know, again, that's yeah. Charlie got like four reps. I was pretty upset. Does Damn your man, body Charlie. feel better recovering post not being to the spear? No, I'm always it, football's football. Oh, okay. Like I still fell and got tackled and got my ribs. No hit. Mm. Yeah. I got hit a lot. I have bruises. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of a big deal. Okay. <laughs> well, the old tip of the spear then. Okay. Well, anyway, shout out to the old line and great to have Trent back. I think he's still kind of in that recovery stage, but each week he'll be a little bit better. And that he will be. And his energy, like you said, and Debo just having him in the ring just brings a different juice and people feel a, a lot of confidence. Around it's a different him. juice when they walk out of the. Yep. All right. And then in. just going on your catch, George. So you went for 116 yards, three receptions with one TD. All mm. really good. Now, we talked about that, but I just have to mention, so as your father, I get to do this. I know you probably wouldn't, but that puts you in what they call the 500-yard season club for the seventh season. Mm. So every season that you've been in the league, every season for seven years, you've had at least 500 yards receiving, mm. which puts you in an exclusive club with only three other tight ends. What do we got? So they are. So Rob Gronkowski, guess how many years? Rob Gronkowski. I love you. The Gronk. Okay. How many, guess how many years Rob had at least 500 yards in a row? Nine. 11. 11? Yeah. I just did a little back search. That's pretty sick. All right. Then Keith Jackson. What a savage. Keith Jackson. All right. Guess how many years Keith had? Eight. He had eight. Very good. Thank you. And the third is Hall of Famer. Interestingly, and we all believe Rob's going to be in, but Keith's not in the Hall of Fame. But the only one of those three that's in the Hall of Fame is Ozzie Newsome. Guess how many? 500 yard games in a row he had years yep 12 seven mm. only seven so he's going to bring it up three there but anyway that's quite a classic list so anyway just shout Pretty out thick by gronk that's really yeah. sick i mean that's hard just to be healthy and to, yeah all, all that stuff so Anyway, so shout out. That's that's a pretty cool thing. So anyway, congratulations on that. Thank you. Just consistency and being in the, being in the game and getting all that stuff done. And Thanks, Claire. Kind of stuff. Thanks, so, Cody. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that's a lot about the Jaguars. And um, so any big kind of, you know, I always love to ask that. Any big picture lesson takeaways? I mean, we still got eight weeks left, so nine games down, eight left to go. Playoffs starting to loom over there, but it's one week at a time. So, but what do we learn going to Florida about our team? Hmm. Well, when we play team football, I mean, our defense gets turnovers. Our offense is pretty good at taking advantage of those things. And we we're, play, we're playing good team football right now. Um, that's like one of the big picture things. One of the things that, you know, just being in the league for seven years, one thing I would love to see is us to get one of those gritty wins. Um, you know, like I'm never going to complain about winning a game by 30 points. Won't ever complain about that. Like, that's awesome. A win is a win. I'll take that. But like finding ways to win is what sometimes makes your team better and allows guys to stand out and like learn, you know, about themselves under pressure. And there's just, it's different when you win a game by 30 and like, again, not complaining about it. There's just. When you win close games, your team can grow in different ways. Let me offer you this encouragement. With the rest of the schedule that you have, I guarantee you, you will have another opportunity for tough, hard-ass, gritty. Every Sunday is potential to be gritty. There's no Which doubt. Which one do you think is going to be gritty? Uh, well, I'm not going to put any pressure on any of those kind of stuff. So, I like George said, we always talk about it. Any given The Sunday, Buccaneers are going to be the grittiest. They're, because they're this week. Because they're this week. This week. And you know what? 
we're getting our mind right. And the only thing that we're thinking about now is Tampa Bay. There it is. Okay. Hey, all right. Let me just Thank run you. through the you NFC West standard. Okay. Niners, six and three beat Jaguars. They play Seahawks, the Hawks, six and three. Seattle is six and three, who beat Washington 29-26 in a barn burner. They did. They're at the Rams, so a little inner conference duel. The Rams two weeks ago in because uh, they, they were on by. They were on by this week, but they lost to the Packers two weeks ago, 20 to 3. So they had to sit through an ugly couple weeks with another loss. So again, Rams four and five and uh Seattle. So that's pretty cool. Then the cards won. The cards won. Now they're the Falcons. Two and eight. Yep. Snap six game losing streak. Kyler's back. That's what it is. Kyler's back. Kyler's back. And, uh, yeah, you wouldn't have seen any of the interviews with him, but it was hilarious. Was it? Well, they were just – he was going on about how they want him to take it easy and go slow and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, I'm either in or I'm out. <laughs> you know, like, I, and my I, man was running I all over the place. I agree with that mindset. Yeah. He was all over. So, anyway, so they beat Atlanta 25-23, and they are at the Texans, which will be a tough game. For who? The Texans or the Cardinals? I think the Cardinals, because Texans, they've won like four in a row. The Texans are balling right now. They just went into Cincinnati and won. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, like, they're, I mean, they're Cardinals are the underdog. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's oh, going to yeah. be a tough road trip for them. It will anyway, be a tough road trip for them. Because the Cardinals, I mean, yeah, the Texans are balling. Texas Stroud looks incredible. He's doing some amazing things. So shout out to him. And like, I usually, like, I don't watch a lot of football, like, on the TV because I'm usually playing. But when I do watch the film, like, I watch tight ends and then I go back and I will, like, whatever game we're preparing for. So, like, the Texans played Jacksonville week four, something like that. Right. And beat the brakes off them. It was 34 17 or something like that. Yeah. Their defense played really well. And then, um, just watching their offense, CJ Stroud can play quarterback. Right. And then their 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 players are playing really well. Dalton Schultz has uh, found a really good spot in that system too. And shout out to their head coach, D'Amico. Yeah. And Bobby Sloak, their offensive coordinator. Yeah. They're doing a really good job. Yep. Some Niners. It's fun roots, to see. Niner roots. And their defense looks really good. Okay, let's do a little Bucks preview then. As long as we're here talking about it, shall we? The they Tampa are Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, currently four and five all time versus the Niners. What do you think? Uh, how many times have they played? Twenty six. Niners fifteen. Bucks eleven. Emmy. 26. 26. What'd you say? Don't worry about it. Think for yourself. 26. Uh, Split it into two numbers. Um, 20. Okay. That's that's 27. 26. Oh, man. I was nervous. I got nervous. Can we get a calculator? Oh, wait, wait, let, me, let me say it again. Nobody can hear me. Uh, what? <laughs> okay. Anyway, the Bucks are seven wins. They've lost <laughs> the, out of 26. They've lost 19 games to the Niners. Including one playoff game. So anyway, Niners are now two and one versus Bucks since 2018. So it was 19 and seven. Yeah, we're oh, 19. Well, you're decent. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't too far off. Yeah, still you're off. Yeah, you just okay. You're unreal. And we've won the last two, so that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah, you just predicted a win. Good job. All right. Key like players. Okay, I just went off. Of, so I'm going to do some of the offensive guys. You're going to talk defense in a second. Yeah, you've been doing that. What do we talk about? So uh, the. Three guys made the top 100. I just went off of that a little bit and just checked those guys out. So Tristan Wirfs. Go Hawks. Iowa guy. Great player. He's a left tackle this year. year. He switched this year from right tackle to left. I know. And is having an amazing season. He always does. He's an athletic freak. Anyway, He's so cool. Incredible. Anyway, and then uh, linebacker Levante David. Yep. At number 71 came in. So he is in his 12th season with the Bucks. Pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Is at 33. Let me guess the other guy was Mike Evans. No, that's what the article I was reading. That's what they guessed. 
Well, it's on. He made honorable mention, as, as did... Uh, he didn't make the top 100 last year? He did not. Was he hurt? I, no. How did he not make it the top 100? He had 1,000 yards. I was thinking the same These, thing. Were you? It's a commissioner question. Okay. No, wide receiver Chris Goodwin came in at number nine. Godwin. Godwin. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, anyway, those are the three guys on offense. We're going to talk about Baker Mayfield in a minute. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the defense and what you've seen on tape and who, who should we be watching for? Um, well, firstly, you should be watching for Mike Evans. Sure. Yeah, he's incredible. You know what's crazy, too? He's in. He's had 10 straight years of 1,000 yards. His every year of his career is at 1,000 yards. Pretty sick, right? And, like, probably the, one of the most underrated guys in the NFL who just consistently does it and does it and does it, scores touchdowns, runs, goes, posts, pylons, comebacks. It's pretty impressive. And the thing is what's fun with him and Baker is that they've developed a pretty good chemistry so far. And so Baker's playing uh, really well at quarterback right now. I mean, like, if you look at their past couple games, they're putting up a lot of points. Um, so, offensively, um, there's that. They run the ball. Um, what's the – the statistic is if they get over 29 rushes, they have a lot of wins. If they get under 20, if they get under 29 rushes, they haven't won a game or something like that, or 20 rushes, they haven't won a game. Let's throw out a couple stats. Yeah, you throw out your stats. Okay. Tampa Bay stats versus the Niners stats. Okay. Tampa Bay, 22nd in scoring at 19.8 points per game. Niners are third in scoring. What are they, 32 yards per carry? Oh, you have that up there? In rushing? Yeah. Uh, they're 31st in rushing. With I know. With 78 yards a game. I know. I said yards per carry, though. They'd be 32nd. I'm oh, pretty sure. Yeah. Niners are sixth in rushing with 135 yards. They're 25th in yards per game total, 316 versus the Niners, fourth at 394. Eighth in, eighth in points allowed. At 19, Niners are second with uh, 15.9. And just on the defensive side, 16th in sacks with 25, 14th in interceptions with eight, while the Niners are 20th in sacks at 22.5, boosted by this last weekend, and first in INTs with two more at 13. You love stats. I love stats. Well, there's a a picture being painted if you can see it. Okay, now let's talk about Baker Mayfield and Purdy because that's where you were going. Did we talk about the defense or no? Did, Did you have any overlap with Baker at OU? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, defense, please. Defense. Yes. Well, you're going to do defense? Yeah, I was going to talk defense. Is that okay? You want me to talk defense? Yeah. No, you talk. Oh, yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk. Um, Let's see. Well, returning on one of their edges is Anthony Nelson, another Hawkeye, who I used to go against. I think think I'm only a year older than him, uh, so we competed a lot uh, when he was a defensive end at Iowa. Um, But – and. Talk about their linebackers. I think Shaq Barrett is still yeah, – he's the other edge on the other side. He's number seven. Um, but two guys that we highlighted um, was Vita, number 50, and Winfield, number 31, are two guys that won. Last year when we played the Buccaneers, um, we were up 28-0 to zero at halftime. And Vita was, got hurt in the first drive, so they didn't play the whole game. And Winfield didn't even dress. So two of the guys that you know we have been looking at didn't play us last year when we had a when we you know blew them out. And another kind of message that I thought was cool from Kyle today was just that you know when you when you play a team uh, and you lose, um, like sometimes especially like when you get embarrassed, I'd say like when you get blown out when you lose by more than thirty points, like that's not really fun. You know that the whole game sucks. The playing at home sucks. Driving home sucks. Going to the next day, the whole week 
everything stinks. 35 to seven. Yeah, 35 to seven. It's like losing, like, it's not fun. And so when you win, hey, it's awesome, great job. What are the things we can get better at? Okay, let's move on. When you lose, yes, you flush, you want to move on. But like, you still remember that loss and it stings, right? And so like the next time that you get that opportunity, it's going to be a little bit different. And especially this one, because it's, Two years in a row, they they're coming to us. Yeah, they're they're showing up to us again, all so the way across country. So they're coming all the way over here again, and you know they have they have similar players that they've had, but they also have a couple new guys, and um, so yeah, this isn't going to be, this is not going to be what you know last year was. This is going to be a gritty football game because, like I said, their offense is putting up points. Yep. Their quarterback's not turning the ball over. Um, their wide receivers are making plays. And while they're not like running the ball super efficiently, they're still running the ball a lot. And if you can run the ball up, that means you're on the field a lot. And then their defense, which is interesting, I guess I talked about uh, Winfield and uh, Vita, is that their defensive coordinator, I'm pretty sure, came from the Jaguars. Oh, sorry, the Jaguars guy came from Bulls, who's the head coach of Tampa Bay. And so the defenses are going to be pretty similar. Besides, I think the uh, Buccaneers blitz a little bit more. Okay. So, but the structure is the same. So you might see some similar plays. Um, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge again. I'm looking forward to it. Does that does that kind of approach when you're playing teams like that with that kind of similarity on that end? Does it make the prep just slightly easier? I mean, yes and no. Yes, like there is more rollover. Like there's things that they like. There's literally plays that we didn't run last week that we're just copy and pasting over. Right. But like for me, when it comes to installing plays, the second I'm done with the game, flush. And like while I still like I know my playbook. Like, I don't. You, I couldn't tell you a play that we ran from two weeks ago. Like, unless I saw a picture of it, I could be. I could be like, ah, I think that was in the game plan. And part but of like, I I flush it because you just have to download so much data week in and week out. I was gonna say that's because you live in Shanahan's world. Yes, there's just so much. There's there's like a lot not of changes. Every team is like that. No, not every team is like that, and a lot a lot of teams have more carryover. And like, I'm not saying that every play that we have is different, but like each week the formation formation. And motions and concepts are just mixed in a way where, okay, we have to rethink about this and learn it a different way. And so, like I said, Sunday ends, flush. On to the next week. And, like, I could not remember a play from last week. You don't have to because this week we're playing the Bucks. Thank you. It's getting our mind But, like, okay. Kyle, like, we were doing our install. He's like, oh, this play's here, this play's here. And I was like, were those – I think they were plays last week. Right. Well, that's all good. Okay. Uh, Purdy and Baker Mayfield, similar completion rates. Yep. 68.8% for Purdy, 64.6% for Baker. Similar yards per game. Anybody want to make a guess? Purdy's now at 259 yards per game. Mm. Uh, Baker's coming in at 238, but mm. still pretty you know, respectable. Mm. And they're pretty close on TDs and interceptions. Brock's leading with 15 TDs and five INTs. And Baker's Baker, 14 and 5? 14 and 5. Wow. Guess that. You're, you are the stat bro. Stat dad. I like it. Okay. So we did all that. So we just mentioned that we last played December 2022, Levi's at Levi's Stadium. Niners won 35 to 7. George, did. you went four for five for 28 yards. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, let's see. Ayuk, Debo, and CMC. I know they I did were, really well in the run game. I had a uh, let's see. Two of them had TDs, and they all had about 50 yards apiece. And CMC crushed it with 120 yards rushing. So anyway, all right. Anything else about the Bucks you kind of want to talk about? How we've little swag building. We're looking to kind of keep building momentum, kind of eye on working through the season. Um, NFC game that means a lot. You know, like every game means a lot, but NFC games mean a little bit more because it's you know our side. Yep. So have to get a win.
Right. Have Not really win. other options. Yep. Yeah, we, we got to continue winning. There's there's teams around us that are going to continue to win. For sure. And so we need to we need to continue to win to put pressure. Right. We're not going to talk any weeks down the road. We're just on this. Emma wants to talk about every week individually in the future. They are. They're beautiful. Okay. That's unreal. So one game at a time. We're ready to go. Locked and loaded. Pretty fresh. Got out of there with really no injuries. So uh, the old nicks and bangs of being in week 11. I mean, it's part of the NFL. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there we are. Okay. All right. Emma. Emma. It's me. Here, take that. So we are excited. So we're going to switch gears just a little bit here. Are we? We're going to jump in and talk about the Hidden Pearls Studio app launch. Oh! So, uh, Emmy, you want to? You want me to? Okay. Well, why don't you tell us what it is and tell us a little bit about the format on that platform? So, what can people expect if they download? Excellent question. The Hidden Pearls Studio app. Excellent question. So, um, over the weekend on eleven eleven special portal, uh, we did our soft launch and it went great. So, thank you everyone who is now members of the Hidden Pearls podcast or the Hidden Pearls Studio. Um, we have I met. Right yeah, did I say yes? That's such a such a little brother thing to do. Anyway, um, we sent you a special. You did get a special code. code. I'll send it to you again. Either way, we got movement, meditation, and mindfulness. Bruce has his mindful awareness and performance program. I've got all of my yoga stuff, and then George is kind of popping in. We also started doing some minute meditations. Um, I guess you know all of us at different points in our lives have. Yay! There's the app. Um, you know, sometimes I'll admit, sometimes meditating is really easy, and sometimes it is really, really hard. And so we wanted to offer something for wherever you are. And um, so the way that we're kind of organizing these is at the beginning of every month, you're going to get an entire kind of new block of classes. There's going to be at least 10 different classes ranging from um, a foundations class to a breathwork class to a full vinyasa flow practice to some strength. We got some weights, maybe a little Pilates blend, um, trying to get Claire on the bar. Let's stay on that. Anyway, um, we'll get her on there eventually. But um, either way, there's kind of just a range of different things. And the way that we were trying to build it out in, you know, what would what would we appreciate and kind of like a whole – some different options to choose what is best for you in that moment. So there's kind of a couple classes um, every month for each of that. And then one of the other things that um, Kundalini is a really big practice in my life and um, it's a form of yoga that I've studied a lot. And so what I really wanted to do was kind of theme the months so that you're kind of always getting some different practices. And so every month you're going to get based off of um, our yoga numerology system. And if you guys don't know what yoga numerology is, I have an entire yoga anatomy practice and class in there. I filmed it. Cody helped me film it. He was amazing. He's my video guy. Um, yes, husband. But Based off of our yoga anatomy system, there's these different components of who we are. And what I've found is that the more I can honor and accept that there are different parts of me that need a little bit more love and attention at different times during my life, the more, yes, thank you, Dad, the more kind of balanced and centered and true to myself I feel. And um, kind of as I was studying this, Pop started getting into IFS, and then I kind of started working with an IFS therapist at all and internal family systems. And it's kind of the same thing where honoring these different parts of ourselves can really help us to begin to fully integrate into ourselves as a whole and kind of honor what parts need a little bit more love and attention 
And so what we're kind of doing is offering a different focus every month so that you can bring a little bit of awareness to parts that you might be neglecting or might not, you know, have remembered to look at. And so, so yeah, so it's a very holistic, whole body, whole person type platform. And we're just real excited about it. There you go. There you go. Pretty, pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah. So there's a lot on there and uh, we'll do a little bit more on that as we keep going. And uh, George is contributing. He's kind of a little George corner over there. So he's got some pieces and all that. So we're excited about that. Actually on the, uh, on the login page, it's a, uh, it's a photo of George. So when you go to log in, he'll be there. And then uh, he just a few of the little breath practices <laughs> he likes and some of those kind of things. And we just, let's see, I just did one on, um, Kind of our daily devotional that we use, Earth Medicine, which is kind of an indigenous Native American piece, uh, and just our practice around kind of a monthly pulling a medicine card and that kind of stuff, and just kind of talk through ways to do that. And there's a lot of different ways to do that, but um, I feel like there's just a lot of good stuff. If you're curious and just trying to explore, no right or wrongs and no judgment, and just uh, hope you check us out. So it'd be pretty cool. There's George. Okay. All right. That's the energy forecast for November. All right. Uh, are we doing Dini wine shoes or food? Oh, oh, you want to go get them? Got them. All right. You got them on your. There you go. Hi. Welcome. Right. Welcome to food, Deanie, wine, Claire, or shoes. Hey, but D Dane and Deanie are back together. That is true, but they're both sleeping. They're both sleeping. Um, so I'm going to go with. Did, did you make tea? Okay. So we're just going to go with shoes. We're not going to go with Claire. We're just going to go with just shoes. I know. I was just, it was an excuse to get you on the screen. Uh, no, the shoes we went uh, with this week, I wore these to the Jacksonville Jaguars game. They're called the Space Tigers. Uh, very fun. Got some tiger print, some space stuff. Uh, they were released in 2008. I like the Dunk SBs. I like all the creativity with them. I think they're very cool. They're fun. They are comfy too, but I was fun. I was excited to get these finally. You guys can touch them and ooh and ah. Ooh. Oh, I love the ooh, ooh, ah. Thank you. I love Thank the you. constellation on them. It's pretty cool, right? Wow, there's a lot of really cool details in these. These are awesome. And the soles of the shoes are tiger stripes. Thank you. Ooh. Yes, I was in the jungle. Wow, the hot pink is really cool. It's. I did. Also, you also showed up sporting. So it's the green in there, and there was a combo green shirt that you had on. I know it did match my uh, Master Chief shirt. The Master Chief. Yes. Well, uh, this past weekend um, ish was the anniversary of like Halo 2 and Halo 3 coming out. And then I think either today or yesterday was Halo 1 is anniversary. And so this is an important time in my life because of the amount of hours that I devoted years, years to that game, yeah, specifically Halo 3. That was my game. So I wanted to yeah. pay an ode and I was in the hunting mode. So. There's no better hunter than the Master Chief. There's no doubt. We could take a deep dive. We need to do a Master Chief. So I wonder if we Who get him you on the Master Chief or John Wick. Oh, oh really? Oh. I'm going Master Chief. You have to. I mean, he's in his alien spacesuit, yeah. right? And he's six eight. Well, you think you, you think you think John Wick's tuxedo is gonna go against the shoddy sniper ammo? The combo. If you have something to say, come say it on camera. Come say it on camera, Kevin. No, I get to push the No, it's okay. We'll go next. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was that. 
Yeah. Anyway, I just know I love the shirt, so that was really good. Thank okay. You. All right. We got any questions for Ask George or otherwise? Um, yes. Okay. Let's do one of those. Uh, so Todd. Uh, hey, Todd. So Todd's up, back Todd? again. Yeah. Yeah. Todd asked a couple questions. Oh dear. Um. Okay. Hi, Todd. What's up, Todd? We all know that Brock. Okay, so pretty much what he's saying is, what do you feel? Okay, we all know that Brock has a lot of toys to play with, mm, but even so, strong. he is still making plays. What do you feel is the most impressive about his game? Accuracy, guts, guns, gunslinger mentality, leadership, something else. Can we please get Brock on the podcast? Thanks, Kittles. You're welcome, Todd. Todd, we'll work nice on question. That, Todd. I'm going to say uh, my favorite thing about Brock, uh, I think it's a combination between his competitiveness and um, his like maturity for being a second-year guy who I don't know how old Brock is. I'm going to assume 22, 23 years old. But just the maturity of being able to step in as the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, which is a big deal because the quarterbacks before him, uh, he stands on kind of the shoulders of giants. Uh, with Montana and Young, and it's just, you know, that pressure might get to certain people, and I'm not saying it doesn't get to Brock, but he does a great job of handling it and just being so consistent every single day, and you can sense his competitiveness, and you can sense how he just wants to play at a very high level. Um, it's really cool, and I my favorite thing uh, that I've learned in football is, like, I love seeing my teammates and those around me to take advantage of their opportunities when they're on a football field, like to go out there and make plays when their numbers are called, because it is difficult, but like you prep the entire year for this moment, you prep your entire life for this moment. And it's crazy. You look back this last year, the Buccaneers was, that was Brock's first start, right? It was. And the very first play of the game, he made the wrong, he, he changed the play and he changed it when he wasn't supposed to change the play. Blitzer came through and smoked him, <laughs> smoked 15 yard penalty, but you know, so it was an explosive. So thanks Brock. But, Anyways, but, like, the thing I love about Brock is he's been prepared, and he's been preparing. So, like, last year when he comes against the Miami Dolphins, and if he wasn't prepared the way that he had prepared and he didn't take advantage of that opportunity, we wouldn't be having this conversation about Brock probably. And the fact that he did everything that was required of him to be prepared and then go out there and not just, like, take advantage of it. He dominated this opportunity. And that's why, you know, we're, we all are you know, we're, we're here today because of that. And so I'm just thankful for him to have that competitive nature and, his desire to be great and that uplifts everyone around him. Amazing. It's a unique, it's a unique character. You know, you wish everybody would have that characteristic, but not everybody does have that characteristic. Right. And I, I guess I'm just going to on the back of that, just say, and it's not just because he's at the Niners and just in the last 20, you know, two months or two yeah. years. I mean, I mean, his entire collegiate career, he's been grinding. He's been grinding. He's been, he started in the big 12 played for Iowa state and they played every kind of defense you could play every blitz you could see he's seen. And so he's done through all that stuff. So it's and he also cool. like, like I'm pretty sure it's like his first two years, he was on a really high trajectory. And then his junior year was like, I'm pretty sure pretty tough for him. Bounced back a little bit his senior year, but like he dealt with adversity. He threw bad interceptions. Yeah. He had bad games. And then you just bounce right back and you'd go out and throw for 300 yards yeah. and multiple touchdowns. So, like, you have to be have that resilience, that Gumby nature, so to speak, right. to be able to bounce back and just continue to attack. He's been in big games, big stadiums, close games, all that stuff. So, it's pretty cool. So, anyway, great awesome. question. All right. Great Thanks, question, Todd. Todd. You're not allowed to ask another one. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Then, let's see. Uh, was there that a all the questions? Yeah, I just picked Todd. Todd, you only picked Todd. Was there any other good ones? He paid her. Some back-to-back -back ones. 
I'll look them up while you're sitting All right. George, any uh, kind of mindful, any mindful moment or mindset moment from the past week that you want to share? Just a moment where you found like awareness surrounding you of your intentional desire to be present in the moment. Sure. Um, before every game, um, my like my routines are pretty. I do the exact same thing from like Saturday, Saturday on. It never changes. I mean, honestly, my whole week is pretty similar. Yeah, it's always pretty much the same. You can ask my wife, but the day of the game, I am. Can't confirm, but so day of the game, um, whenever I'm doing the warm up, I get done with doing like the team warm up, and then I go over and I catch like 30, 20 to 30 passes from Doc, our equipment manager, Dr. Ressler, um, with Charlie and Dwelly. And then Dwelly waits for me to get done. And then once I get done with my catches, Dwelly goes in and I go sit on the bench. And I go through like a deep breathing exercise. And, um, you know, whether it's like I kind of talk to myself, I visualize, um, my process flip the, flipping the switch and I go through that whole process, which is like, that's a serious process for me. Cause it feels like the switch that is being flipped for me to go out and be the version of myself that I want to be that day. And, um, you know, breathe in confidence, exhale, fear, breathe in belief, exhale, doubt, breathe in strength, exhale, weakness, violence, soft ass shit, whatever. Like, so I go through like uh, probably six to eight things. Um, I say different words that I'm not going to say on the podcast, but I know I have a potty mouth sometimes, but so I go through that whole, and like when I get up from that, did you say exhale soft as shit? Yeah. Exhale soft ass shit. What I use different words usually. Yeah. Anyways, you get catch my drift. Yeah. But so in that moment, like when I open my eyes and like, I take like three big deep breaths, like fast, I kind of get the the blood pumping and stuff. I exhale. And I, when I open up, it's just kind of like, and then all I have left to do is I do some, I'd like, catch like 10 more balls while I'm running routes. And then I go do some medicine ball stuff and I go in and get, put my pads on and stuff like that. But like in that moment, directly after that, as I was going up, uh, Hafunga was like, Hey, this kid really wants to play catch with you. And I don't really, I don't really, I, I notice fans on the sideline and stuff like that, but I'm usually pretty dialed in besides like seeing my family on the sidelines that you guys and Claire. Um, but I see like how brings her over and this to be able to like, to still like have my switch flipped, but take a deep breath and see this kid who's like this tall, uh, two feet tall, and he has a sign that says, all I want for Christmas is to play catch with George. I was like, it's just like a moment of appreciation for that. And the, um, I just remember being that kid one time, and it just reflects pretty fast. And played catch with him for 45 seconds, minute. And while I know, like, I, I think he'll have, uh, I think he'll remember that one for a long time. I'll also remember that for a long time because that was really fun. And I don't do that very often. So, but then just to go from that to right back into flipping the switch again to go out there, that was, uh, it's an experience. So that was my fr- reflection. Well, you know, what's really cool about that. There's so many different pieces. So, and I just want to say, I really appreciate that you did that. Yeah. But the other thing is that when you practice, you know, working yourself through kind of in that peak performance kind of modality, with the visualization, the breath work, and you're in your routine, when you practice that way all the time, and then all of a sudden you get interrupted, it's like you've built in though, because a game is interruptions, a penalty is an interruption, yeah. uh, you know, out, all that shit happens in a game. And so you have to be able to flow in and flow back to it, you know, and you got to be able to do that in the face of all kinds of stuff. And so the kid, he was just an opportunity to practice. Yes, he was having the switch on without tearing somebody's head off. 
So that's pretty cool. So anyway, okay. Um, that is really cool. So thank you for sharing that. And I guess the only other one that I'm going to, and this is really cool. We have this set up and I'm just going to bring it up. So Staff Sergeant Chris, and it's Klingsorge, I think. He yeah. was, and people might have seen this. So Claire and I, we were on the sidelines at the Jaguars game, and this guy in an all-niner outfit with a buddy, they're down in the first row, and they're kind of hollering and hollering and all that kind of stuff. And then somebody comes over and says, hey, this guy, you know, he's got something he wants to give to George. So anyway, and so we kind of chat. So Claire goes over. Anyway, so Chris, um, he gave to George, and some of you have seen this picture, is he, the uniform that he wore when he was in Afghanistan. Uh, and it's got a very nice inscription on it. I think we posted it, but it's, it's really pretty cool. And the flag. Probably the coolest jersey swap I've ever gotten. Yeah. And the flag that flew over their camp. Oh, great. We'll okay. it on Claire's going to grab it. And a hat. Anyway, so we thought that was all pretty cool. And so we had that exchange. You guys have seen that. So, well, we wanted to say thank you to Chris. And so we, thank you, Chris. We just found out today that Chris and his wife. Are they? They are flying from Florida. Hey, we're bringing them in. We just found out to this tonight, actually. So Chris is coming over. Uh, we're flying them up. They're flying into San Fran on Friday. They're staying at the team hotel. Nice. And we got them sideline passes before the game. Did we? We already did. Yep. And we've actually got them in a nice suite. What's with the chain? I know the chain. Yeah. Come here, Claire. Claire. Oh, that's the little kid one. Come on in, Claire. Oh, is that from him? Intercept, Claire. All right. Okay. I well, Claire, can you hand it to me over here? <laughs> oh, there she is. Everyone can see her hand. There's Claire's head. Okay. Anyway, so, so, and uh, we just want to say thanks to Chris and really, I, and I can't tell you how many, uh, so at the Jags World game, we had 11 vets there that we'd sent and brought to the game from different organizations. We talked about that last week and then Chris showed up. So we're really proud to bring Chris. And I think this week we, for, and this is the salute to service week. With the Bucks, uh, we've got 20 veterans coming, plus Chris and his wife, uh, and we're really, really proud to do that. And it's been great. And how many you say? 20. Are they included in that? So 22. Uh, what, 22, yeah. So Let's go. It's and it's just really cool. And I, I can't tell you. And when Chris texted me back, you know, when we confirmed all this stuff, he just said, I, "I just want you to know, like I've been a lifelong Niner fan." He said, "This has been a dream of mine. I've been kind of stuck in Florida for all these years. My wife and I love the Niners." And I can't tell you what this means to us. And just a thank you, you know, for me and for all the vets that you guys reach out to. So anyway, so Chris, we're really excited to have you come and uh, for all the veterans that are coming. And so just the groups that are coming again. So this week, we're bringing Irreverent Warriors again. We talked to you guys about those. That's fucking cool. And then uh, we've got guys coming from the California National Guard and Operation Freedom Pause and Operation Surf. So we're really proud to do that and super glad to bring them. And just, again, a big thank you to everybody that's been a part of this. And we're excited to have Chris. All right. Here, okay. Ah. Okay. Can you read it? Yeah, just hold it up. No. Damn, you look. You're, you see, you're really far away from me now. That's Paul not. Oh, Dad, stop touching. Uh, to George Kittle, as the 49ers salute to service nominee on behalf of all military veterans, I want to thank you for all you have done to help my fellow brothers and sisters in arms. Respectfully, Sergeant Chris, Airborne, 173rd and 82nd. He also gave me a hat, which I got to wear after the game, and it's I am continually wearing it. I left that upstairs, though. So anyway, so we thank, thank Chris you. and all that, and so Appreciate it's a pretty cool thing. So uh, very proud to be able to do that. So in, Put that on the jersey wall? 
this yeah that's getting that's getting framed in the barn yeah and sure. we have it set up george that it actually is going to be a jersey swap oh yeah yeah so niners are pulling another one of your jerseys won't be a game jersey but it's going to be one that you're going to have the opportunity to do a little autograph for him Perfect. and get a little meet and greet set up before the game sick a little sideline bump so that should be pretty fun. So we'll be able to return that. So uh, we're very excited about that. So that should be pretty cool. So we're glad to have uh, those organizations joining us again. And again, just a reminder, salute to service this weekend. We're really excited about that and uh, proud to be a part of that. So, all right. So that's pretty close to a wrap. Uh, we haven't talked about hidden pearls. Hey, hey, wait. Oh, go. Close to a wrap. We're halfway through the script. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> not. You have a whole other page. No, none of that stuff. Oh. <laughs> Holy cow. All right, all right. That, that uh, got Bruce. Uh, chair of the week. Okay. Uh, any hidden pearls that you want to see? Well, I, I can't get past. So just being there with Chris and being on the sidelines and just, you know, and honestly, you know, Claire and I, and often it's others, we only got two passes for that. Although we ended up with the whole crew down on the sideline because anyway, people looked up and saw them and got us down there, everybody down there. So um, Jane and Marty were able to come down. But anyway, but I think, you know, when Claire came back over and, and Claire's kind of stoic at times, she's pretty dialed into you. She's dialed. But I, I just got, I got to say, it was just really impossible to go through what this guy went through having served and how much love he had. And just the way it felt. And then when Claire came over and had all this stuff, like I could see the look in her eye. Like this was a thing. You know what I mean? To have somebody don't, you know, give that to you as a gift of gratitude. So yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. So it just, the little things that we can do, I guess, is the reminder, um, that one little act of kindness can make a big difference in people's lives. And so it's pretty cool that way. So I know Emmy hidden. I don't know. I mean, I've got, I've got a lot of gratitude right now. I, uh, I feel like Cody and I are kind of settling into, Mm -hmm. into off season. Baseball off season is a joke. I just want to say that for any other people dating baseball players or in the baseball world, feel free, feel free people. Um, it is a joke. It is a joke. Silence, father. Is it? Is Wait, so, are we talking about like the time period or like the so trend? It is so short. We like just got back. So um, I'm really enjoying the homemaking with my husband. Um, and I guess just to be up here, because um, he only got a couple of games to come to. So it's with him. And bringing our special fluff up here is really special. And um, and I guess, honestly, the Hidden Pearls app has been something that we've been talking about doing for, like, the past couple of years. And so the fact that it's, like, out in the world um, feels really good. So it feels really good. And it feels just like uh, – George and I were talking about this last week. But just show up and be great when you can. And if you can't just try your best the next day. And that's kind of how we got this thing out. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, what about you, George? What's your hidden pearls? Um, my hidden pearl is at this moment, um, my wife's love of decorating for the holidays. Guaranteed. How many trees we got up? How many trees we got up? One. Six. six. We have six trees up. Six. six trees are up. Um, she has been dialed in. Um, the transition was quick and swift. Halloween and Thanksgiving did not stand a chance. Yeah, literally. Claire has been dialed and the Christmas spirit is alive. There's Christmas trees everywhere. There's lights everywhere. I I is the house lit up already? Yes. Yep, the the house has lights on it already. I just looked through a window. Holy shnikes. Um what is it? 
the Christmas bar is back on Saturday. Claire takes over my game room and makes it a Christmas bar. It's a hol no, it's a Christmas bar. Uh holiday bar, you know, however you want to say that. Um, but yeah, no, Christmas is in full force here. I've not watched my first Christmas movie yet, but I'm pretty sure Claire's watched at least two or three. Um but here we are. That's what that's what gives me hope. That's my hidden pearl. Hey, crazy fact, Elf is turning twenty. The movie Elf. Oh, Instagram today. Isn't that weird? That's tough for everybody. Hey, also, uh, we are doing the Women of the Niners event tomorrow. And so, so I don't when know you guys hear this, be out, but um, just I love doing this event so much. I love how diehard this community of Niner fans are and all the women, and that we come together and do yoga and laugh and make jokes. And I kind of roast you during half of it, even though you're not there. Um, but like, it is. There's rumors that there might be a I'm sighting. I'm not going to go anymore now. There might be a sighting. I know. Claire can vouch. I've, I've told some George jokes in the past. Um, no one tells me is, any of this. It's just a really special event. And since it is because the salute is – and since it is the salute to service game, we have Operation Freedom Paws coming again. And they have a couple different people uh, bringing their dogs. And Oh, it's lovely. I know. And it will be really, really special. So Perfect. So we're really excited. All right, Bruce, do you have any hidden pearls or any uh, quotes that you'd like it. to wrap up with i got one in my hidden i have a quote okay i think the one i said last week was small consistent steps taken in the same direction produce amazing results which is one of my favorite ones uh, this is one of my other favorite ones um life is a choice each day each moment each breath it is all a choice we choose who we will be what we will think how we will live what we will fight for live for and eventually die for and on that is a card. That's a card from my dad with a quote on it. But there's a picture of a scene from the Matrix, Matrix Three. I don't know if you guys watched that. Keanu Reeves as Neo, and the bad guy's saying to him, "Why, Mr. Anderson? Why? Why do you persist? Why, Mr. Anderson? Why? Why do you persist?" He looks up at them in the pouring rain. And he says, "Because I choose to." And it's just a choice, and that's something I think about every single day. So, choose to live. I actually, choose to live great. I actually wrote that. That's your quote. That's my quote. Yeah, well, I wrote it. But anyway, why did you put your name on it? Everyone else, you put their name underneath it. I was. It was a. Mr. It was a card for you. Like, no, 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 the, the, no. Mr. Anderson parts it up top. Why? Yeah. Why? That's him. But the quote underneath is just a picture associated with it. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to skip the one I put in. We'll use you that should. for next week. Yeah, use that for next week. That's really good. So, but anyway, yeah. So life. That's a choice. Which brings us full circle back to mindfulness. I am mindful that it's my bedtime. It is. Anyway, so we Good want to night. thank you guys for watching us. Thanks for joining us again. We want to thank our crew here, who's been hardly noticeable around the house for the last three hours. Super exciting for that. What crew? Claire, glad to have you. Cody, we had a moment for a question. Did you have Okay, go. Hermano, question. Uh, since you uh, talked about... Oh. Since you brought up CJ Shroud, um, yes. he said that basketball players want to be football players. Mm -hmm. Football players want to be basketball players, but everybody else wants to be baseball players. How true is that? The only thing about baseball that I would like is the money and the guarantees. And your body probably feels better than mine. And you can play longer, allegedly. I know, but you don't really get a. The only violence that you get is like if you hit somebody with a baseball, but then you get fought and kicked out of the game. Allegedly. Allegedly. But I can do that. It's true. 
Yeah, but there's wicked toe I injuries. disagree with them. But Shoulders and elbows. Your guys' your guys' your CBA yeah. and your money is way better. We're and not so, going into that. We're just talking about being yeah. For the joy of the game? No, I football's football, I bleed it and die for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any day of the week. No questions asked. But for those of you who want to be baseball players, we encourage no, you to, to be go, a baseball player. You go be passionate about what you care about. A quarterback, right. a quarterback. So we are a rap, Cody Ponce. We really all want to be golfers. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> all right. So signing off here, and That's we funny. thank you, thank you, Cody, and uh, everybody. Emmy, we love you, Georgie. Have a super great week. We're excited about the Bucks game and yep. uh, all of that kind Bucks of stuff. Week. It's Bucks right. week. Good night.